Idleman Unplugged is part of the Edify Podcast Network. I want to see your face Pass me by the crowds of people The priests who sing your praise Hello, my name is Shane Idleman, and I'm the pastor of Westside Christian Fellowship in Leona Valley, California. It is my personal heart and goal for you to see truth through a biblical perspective. I hope that you enjoy this segment of Idleman Unplugged. All right, here we go with the next episode of our podcast here, Navigating the Worship Wars, Misrepresenting God, or vice versa, Misrepresenting God, Navigating the Worship Wars, uh, talking about everything from atmosphere to ambiance and from attire to attitude. There's just so much to unpack here, and I'm not going to go and mention different worship bands, what I think. Um, because in the middle of all that, you know, let's say there's a questionable church, a questionable worship band, but within that, there are some solid worship leaders. And so they're often tagged or often labeled as heretical or, you know, you fill in the blank just because they used to sing worship at a certain church. And so I'm just going to stay away from all that. I've learned that people have already made up their minds and, you know, they're not really concerned with what my opinion is. Um, now, however, there are people there in the middle, uh, you know, just wondering what's going on. They watch these YouTube clips about this. And I will say there's a lot of Heresy Hunter websites out there and YouTube channels. What I mean by that is there is no grace. There is no context. There is no, you know, trying to hear the other side. They just are hell bent on, you know, just putting down um, such and such. And so trying to avoid that as well. So on one hand, it's difficult because, you know, here at Westside Christian Fellowship, we love sound doctrine, theology, the study of God, the inerrancy of scripture, obeying God's word and looking to that as our final source of authority and elevating Christ that we find in the word. And just, you have to be grounded in that. But on the other hand, being open to what the spirit of God wants to do, the Holy Spirit is uh, a moral flame of God. It's it's the triune nature of God. The, we call it the Trinity, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. And so we want to be open to what God is doing. We don't want to cook a cookie cutter approach to Christianity and, okay, let's do our you know song and announcements and then a few more songs and you got everything dialed into the minute. You know, we, we want to be open to that. And we also love heartfelt worship. And uh, it's hard to navigate those waters because on one hand, you have um, those who are very emotional and they kind of, you know, get emotional and, and look, the Holy Spirit's here. The music sounds great. That must mean the Holy Spirit is here. And not necessarily, I saw a funny post on Facebook uh, regarding this issue about, you know, the Holy Spirit must be here. The worship sounds great. And the post said, no, honey, that's the only uh, that, that's just the C chord and the D chord and some good lighting. In other words, you know, it's a gift of musician, the lighting's good. And so that was kind of funny. You know, there's, there's some points to that. However, on the other side, there is the hard, rigid, you know, type, um, you know, they love to study the word of God and they love theology, but their heart's not tender and broken and humble. They wouldn't know emotional worship if it came up and slapped them in the face. And they, they just think emotion is wrong. And the problem is 
their heart's never really been broken by God and they've never been mightily filled with the Holy Spirit. There should be excitement in our worship and loving to worship and just engaged in worship, not this cemetery kind of approach. And it is easy to hide uh, behind studying the word. You know, those I've you know that love to study the word, I love to study the word, that's what I do every day, but they hide behind that, like, well, it's just in the word, it's just it's just, uh, you know, there's rigidness and just obeying God's word. And, you know, we don't raise our hands. We don't get too emotional. We don't like worship nights. And I've got a problem with that. I think they're really missing uh, a powerful move of God. Now, granted, you don't have to be emotional and sappy and jumping up and down and always raising your hands. You know, that can just be emotionalism, too. But there should be some engagement. There should be some um, yearning for deep emotional worship songs because they draw us to the heart of the Father. So this really isn't a battle over the old hymns and contemporary music. You know, we've we've talked about that many times before. Obviously, the older generations who came to know the Lord through the old hymns and walking that sawdust trail at Billy Graham Crusades and before him, you know, Mordecai Ham and before him, Billy Sunday and Wesley and, uh, you know, Wesley's brother wrote the hymns. They are rich. You know, I've got a hymn here posted on my, on my wall, 150 year old hymn. And the, the, the theological grounding is incredible, but we have to remember that the old hymns used to be new hymns and, um, we we're we're capturing that now in the younger crowd they're they're singing their hearts to god now with that a lot of them need deeper theological training uh, we need to look seriously at our lyrics and we want to really engage the audience not only emotionally but theologically and and these deep truths and you know that's something we might miss uh, today in the contemporary uh world and we don't hear that that strong theological um underpinning of the old hymns now, there's many great songs out there. I mean, if you look at, um, you know, I've got a, a, lot, a lot on my playlist here, uh, but some people complain about uh, certain songs. Let me see if I can find some briefly. Um, let's see here. Go to downloads. Um, That's the Power, you know, by Hillsong or Yeshua uh, by Elevation Worship. Red Rock Worship, Never Leave. That's a powerful song. Uh, Kim Walker Smith, I Don't Have Much. Uh, Charity Gale, I Speak Jesus. I don't know if you ever heard that song, but I Speak Jesus is powerful. Uh, Charity Gale, thank you. Jesus for the blood. I mean, that that's just, I mean, just listen to some of this stuff for just for a second. Charity Gale singing, thank you, Jesus. 
That's some solid theology. And um, we've got a request to possibly have her out to our church here at the end of 2022. Don't know if that will ever happen. Um, but so I don't want to take anything away from um, a song, Altar, um, is incredible. Hymn of Heaven. Phil Wickham does a song, Hymn of Heaven. Uh, Pat Barrett, you know, Build My Life, Evidence, Josh Baldwin, Every Victory, uh, Danny Gokey. I mean, boy, oh boy, Another in the Fire. I love that one. Now, granted, they're not as deep sometimes in teaching theology as some of the old hymns, but the hymns are right on target. I mean, Charity Gale just then, I could have just just began continue worshiping in the power of God and just there's something about worship. That's why I believe he attacks worship. He attacks his word and he attacks prayer. Those are the three, that's the three chord strand that is uh, not easily broken. So the, my first point on this is we really have to make sure our heart is right. Um, you know, and it gets caught up these big churches. I just spoke at a mega church and they've got a huge stage and it's a big production and their hearts were on fire. I mean, the people I met were just loved the Lord. And then you have small home churches where the people just love the Lord. But then you have people at small home churches who love to put down, you know, churches that are decent in size. And well, that's not a real church. And then the big church puts down the home group. You know, those poor little guys, they think that they're the remnant. And then the mega church thinks that they've arrived. And, you know, it's just... It's always the heart of the leader, the heart of the worship team, so God can grow a big ministry, and there can be a large church to his glory. There can be home groups, uh, home fellowships, home churches to his glory that are really good. They're really personal. Uh, community takes place, and they're powerful. But, you know, this judgmental spirit has got to end. No wonder God doesn't use people powerfully because they're too busy judging people all the time. Um, and those who lack the filling of the spirit, they often mock emotional worship. But those who are emotional uh, and don't have sound theology and aren't obeying God's word, they also lack that filling of the Holy Spirit. And so we can't manipulate this. We can't manufacture worship. And uh, we have to just get our hearts right before God. And that's really where it comes into play is the danger of mocking the spirit. You know, that could be another podcast, but... You know, on both ends, you've got those who are mocking the spirit in regard to manufacturing things and making things up and trying to be um, hyper spiritual and let's go put some gold dust up in our venting system. So when the air conditioning comes on, there's some gold dust coming out and oh goodness, that's not good. But then you have those misrepresenting the Holy Spirit who are scared of the gifts of the spirit. Uh, for example, you know, I know many conservative churches. Some some people won't even fellowship with me. You know, look at Shane, look at all those people at your altar and they're crying and they're crying out to God and they're raising their hands. And oh man, that's just, I don't know about that, brother. That's not biblical. That's not emotional. Oh yes, it is biblical. And emotions are great if they're God honoring. When God is breaking someone and removing addictions and rebuilding their life, you better bet it does. it's not going to look like your version of how church should look. That is God moving amidst in the, in the midst of brokenness and and full surrender and hearts crying out to him. And so 
you know, it doesn't, it really, again, goes to the heart of the pastor, the heart of the leader. You can be very, very arrogant in a small home church, and you can be very, very arrogant in a large church and in a mega church. And, um, you know, at some point, hopefully I'll talk about to pastors, the blessing of brokenness, you know, the absolute necessity of brokenness in the ministry. And, you know, that's what we need uh, in this area of worship. So to navigate the worship wars is, again, if pastors are listening to this, if I'm doing a pastor's unplugged, it's different than Eidelman unplugged. But as a leader, you've got to look at the lyrics, of course, look at the bands. You know, we have removed some songs from some of the controversial bands, uh, but others we have allowed uh, depending on the lyrics, on the worship leader, and um, you know, I, I think it's I think it's it's fine to do that as, as leadership run by the elders. Uh, you don't want to take this issue lightly, but on the other hand, you don't want to jump into the um, on the heresy side when it's not heresy. When it's not uh, it, the bottom line is a lot of people don't like emotional worship. Very conservative, just have never been wrecked by the power of God. They're not filled with the Holy Spirit. So they're just hiding all of that with, with their love for the truth and love for theology. You should have both. You should have a love for the truth, a love for theology, and a mighty, mighty baptism of the Holy Spirit. But then you have people on the other hand, like I've talked about carnal, lukewarm, who go in and, man, the Holy Spirit is here. That music is awesome. That lighting is awesome. Look at that. I don't know if we need smoke and fog and stuff on the stage. You know, I'm not not really a fan of that. And skinny jeans and about performance. And, you know, but we're actually working through that right now with, with cameras. You know, I'm not a fan of cameras, but... It can add uh, a lot of, of, of professionalism to, to the online uh, audience. And why not excel and do things well for Jesus? Why, why do Christians always have to produce often the worst movies, the worst record labels, the worst sound? You know, you walk in, the carpet's falling apart and uh, the paint is chipping from the walls. And, you know, now with that said, we are blessed in America in other countries, the church is a tin roof and a dirt floor, and that is God-honoring. That is powerful, probably more so than here. But when we can make, you know, make the appearance represent God better, we, we should. You know, we should not in budgeting, of course, not spending a lot of money on all these different things. I mean, a friend of mine built a big church in Bakersfield. Uh, it's actually just a large warehouse. They saved millions of dollars. And then I know another church who spent $18 million building their building when they probably could have did it for $3 million if they would have asked me how to do it. You know, so, um, you know, and then we get judgmental there. You know, I've got people, well, they spent this and they spent this. You know what? Many people listening to this can't even budget their own bank account, let alone a church bank account. So, you know, um, now... When I say that, I'm not being flippant. I'm not being arrogant. I think we have to steward God's finances well. All of our elders, every time we meet once a month, we pray that God would give us wisdom uh, on how to steward this finances. But what about if God brings in finances to get his message out there, to run ads on Facebook or YouTube, to get the gospel out there? What about if God opens a door to where we can have a sanctuary that looks um, presentable and the carpet is clean and and, you know, we just take care of God's house. So, you know, again, it all goes back to 
the um, the heart of the leaders at the church. And so I'm hoping that helped navigate, helping you navigate the worship wars a little bit better. Understand there's always going to be preference. Preference plays a huge role. Uh, those old timers that we love are going to love the old hymns and rightly so. And there's nothing wrong. We want to weave in a whole old hymns in our music. We have hymn nights. We, we haven't done that in a while, but we used to just sing old hymns only on certain worship nights. Um, and we're open to all that. I think it's powerful, but you have to remember that, you know, somebody in their late twenties writing a powerful worship song, it's going to be contemporary and it's going to be newer. And we, we, you know, we can't say that God only moved in the area of worship in the 17 and 1800s, you know, he's still (laughs) moving today. And so I, I would just encourage you not to get caught up in that, um, that struggle. However, if we're being shallow in our lyrics, if we're being shallow in our sermons, if 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 we're compromising a lot, then yeah, it absolutely needs to be addressed. You know, I'm, I'm assuming that's a given. Um, so anyway, hope that answered uh, some of the questions that have been coming in about this topic. If you've enjoyed this episode of Idleman Unplugged, be sure to send us your ideas and topics for future episodes of the podcast. You can send us an email at westsidechristianfellowship.org or shaneidleman.com. Again, my name is Luke Duncan, and I am your host of Idleman Unplugged. Thank you for listening to us today, and join us again on the next episode. Thank you for listening to Idleman Unplugged. For more information, visit us at shaneidleman.com. Again, that's shaneidleman.com. This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app. El Paseo Publications proudly supports the Westside Christian Fellowship Radio Network. We are committed to quality in Christian publication. Free ebooks can be found at westsidechristianfellowship.org under free ebooks. Books such as What Works for Men and What Works for Young Adults will help readers understand that the obstacles ahead are never greater than God's power to take you through. Books such as What Works When Diets Don't and Feasting and Fasting demonstrate how health can be achieved from a biblical perspective. Other free books such as Answers for a Confused Church and Desperate for More of God show the importance of fully surrendering our lives to Christ. And One Nation Above God is a must-read for anyone concerned about the direction of America. Again, free downloads of these eBooks are available at westsidechristianfellowship.org. We are happy about partnering with the Westside Christian Fellowship Radio Network.